This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Manchester United Weekly Podcast, covering all things Manchester United. Match previews, reports, reviews, youth roundups, loan roundups, and your questions. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. We approach Christmas in excellent form. Series 2, episode 16 this week. Uh, short and sweet, just like Juan Mata. 10 or 15 minutes this episode. Um, sorry for no Monday episode, but games are coming just too thick and too fast to cope with. So uh, we've recorded them on a Thursday instead. And as a Christmas treat, uh, as we like to do, uh, we're joined by a Palace fan, Sam Smith, Crystal Palace editor at Vevel UK. Who uh, he'll be talking in a couple of minutes. We beat Zoya Luhansk uh, nice and professionally, and we beat Spurs relatively professionally, and Crystal Palace perhaps less professionally. But that's three consecutive wins, um, two of them away from home, and two clean sheets. Before we come to Sam, Jack, that's a good way to go into a, a busy run, isn't it? Definitely, it's been a, a good week for once. I think this might, this might be the first time all season we've actually been able to record an episode where everything has been positive. Um, yeah, it's been a really good week. Three really important wins, getting through to the knockout stages of the Europa League. Um, we've managed to get a pretty favourable draw as well. Uh, big win against Spurs at the weekend. I thought we played really well for large chunks of the game. Um, and then last night against Palace, he said, definitely wasn't the prettiest when we got very lucky at, at times, but it was an important win. And not only is that three wins in a row now, there are a lot of draws in here, but I think that's nine unbeaten now as well, stretching back to the, to the start of November. So... Form is definitely starting to pick up, and we have a lot of games coming up. So, we talked last week about how how important this Christmas period was for us, and it started off really well. Yeah, three wins in a row. That's a, I think that's the first time we've won back to back Premier League games since August as well, when we played what was it, Bournemouth, Southampton, Hull, and this is against Spurs and Palace away, which is always a difficult one. Sam, we say we say Selhurst Park is away from home is is difficult, but I mean it's not been great for you this season. Are you are you pard you in, pard you out? We've grown out of time, definitely, I think. The Southampton game where we won 3-0, sort of saved him a bit. 
Um, but it's been very poor. It's, it's 21 games we've lost in 2016 now. And it's just not good. It's relegation form completely. Um, his, his reputation is a massive icon at Palace after his playing days. He was in the 1990 FA Cup final, which we obviously uh, lost, as you may well know. <laughs> Yeah, his, his reputation's slowly dying um, with each game that we lose, draw, drop points. His substitutions, again, his substitution taking off MacArthur, um, bringing on Campbell, going 4-4-2. With five minutes ago, you scored two minutes later last night. It cost us, and it's happened too many times this season, and he's running out of time, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I don't think I've ever been as satisfied as when we won the FA Cup this season just after Pardew had done that stupid little jib. Because I, I was at the game, I didn't even see him doing it. I got home and saw it and thought, right, that win's just got a hundred times better. For, for United, Jack, there, there are a lot of positives. The Pogba's influence is growing in each game. Um, I tweeted this. More impactful in every single game and every week he's setting down more. And it's what Brian Robson, he, he called it a couple of weeks ago. Or even a month or two ago, he said, when I came to the club, I, I struggled to settle in. Um, I, I was a big money transfer, struggled to settle down, didn't know where I was playing. I was playing on the left, the right, in the middle. I wasn't really playing well in any position. But after about six months, I settled down and I started playing brilliant football. And, and look at me now, I'm a club ambassador. And I, I said it about Pub, I said give him three months because everyone was laughing at school, obviously. In a, in a North London school, not the, the most forgiving about Manchester United, but now Pob was starting to show his worth. And it, it tells you something that no one's talking about his haircut, his transfer fee, particularly, or, or his boots, or, or his lifestyle. They're talking about his football, or perhaps even better, they're, they're not talking about Paul Pogba. The, the step up in the last few weeks to, to a month has really been noticeable from Pogba. He, he wasn't playing badly per se before then, I just think. Obviously, the hype around him because of the transfer fee and the expectations was always always going to go against him however he plays. But the last few weeks, he's really stepped it up a notch. Against Palace last night, he was fantastic. He really ran the game. It was one of the most influential midfield performances I can remember from him this season. And it, it, even just in the last month, his impact on, on every single game seems to be growing week by week. seems to really have developed a good partnership with Herrera in midfield. And credit to Mourinho for that, actually, because I think part of the problem with Pogba at the start of the season was that we never quite knew, and he never quite knew where he was going to be playing every week. We never knew if he was going to be playing in the number 10 role or as a, a, a deeper role or maybe playing out um, in like a holding position. But I think playing uh, him alongside Herrera and Carrick in the Premier League at the moment, we seem to have almost reverted. A lot, a lot of lineups still have us as 4-2-3-1, but it ends up coming off as more of a 4-3-3. I think that's really helped Pogba because Pogba, having Herrera and Carrick alongside him just allows them that freedom, and they seem to be developing a really good partnership in there, the three of them. So really, really good time for Pogba at the moment. Like you said, in some ways the best thing you can say about other people is that no one's talking about him now because he's got a target on his back with that transfer fee and the only time anyone wants to speak about him is when he's playing badly. So the fact that it's all kind of gone quiet on that front is a, is a really good sign. Yeah, um, a, a huge positive that he's, he's improving very slowly. Very gradual improvement. I think that's uh, much more sustainable than a sudden improvement. Sam, aside from the standard of refereeing, which we'll, we'll move on to some... Some questionable decisions for both sides. Um, uh, I can think of uh, almost double digits uh, of, of strange decisions. Before we move on to that, as a Palace fan looking at, at United's team before the game and during the game when we were playing, what, what do you think of us? Because we're, 
we sort of, I, I feel like our expectations have lowered quite significantly, um, to where this is, this is brilliant. Three wins in a row. Whereas maybe even, even two seasons ago, we were saying that that's a, a minimum and, and it should be four or five wins in a row and maybe then a draw and then the same. And again, looking at us now, who, who are you scared of apart from obviously Pogba, as we've just mentioned? What do you think of Pogba and, and what do you think of us as a, as a team? Compared to the other big teams you played. Well, when I saw the uh, United team before kickoff, I thought you've got four players possibly who were regular starters who weren't playing. I was still expecting to get thrashed uh, three, four, pretty comfortable sort of scoreline. I was quite surprised with the sort of two-one victory, uh, victory for yourselves in the end. Um, again, Ibrahimovic is an unbelievable signing. He was he was good last night, but apart from that. Uh, Free kick halfway through the second half, which almost lands in your your section of the fans out for a throw-in. Um, <laughs> um, very very good side. I think Mourinho's he's he's similar to Van Hal in a way, but he's just getting results. And unlike Van Hal did, um, you were able to. I think we sort of set up to counter attack last night, and so and so it sort of. I was sort of expecting it to sort of play into our hands a bit because I know you sort of might like to sit back as well, obviously. So, um, yeah, I was, uh, shocked by, um, the way you played last night. I was expecting you to sit back, possibly let, let sort of Zahar Ben second get on the ball. You know, you took the game, you took the game to us. And, um, again, Ibrahimovic, unbelievable. I was impressed with your midfield as well. Again, you say Pogba. Um, I think yeah, his best game for you yesterday, actually, from what I've seen of him, he was. I think we put, we sort of got Kabai to man mark him. It didn't really work. He's swatting him away like a, like a little fly basically at some at some stage of the game. But um, Herrera really good as well. I think he's quite an underrated player in your midfield. Um, I was expecting us to go to your back four a little bit. Well, that was quite weak. Um, but we were weak as part of that side last night. But we didn't really. I thought again. Uh, midfield brilliant and yeah you uh, probably deserved the win last night but um, probably could have been could have, we could have got a point yeah and and moving on to the referee can you think of a, of a single decision that sort of went the right way because <laughs> I remember I think it was about 60 or 65 minutes and Damien Delaney got booked for, for this brilliant challenge Having escaped, having escaped, <laughs> he'd, he'd escaped this really clean challenge that was superb, and he'd escaped bookings earlier for less like challenges that were a foul, and we sort of turned to each other around the TV and thought, "Oh, like I can't remember a single correct decision because Popper Popper shouldn't have been booked in one situation, should have been booked in the other. Both went the opposite, then." Our goal was both handball and offside was given. Then a goal was disallowed for being offside when it wasn't. There was a free kick that wasn't a free kick in the build-up to your goal. And we should have had a penalty. And plus there were, there were some more just sort Rojo's of... Rojo's red card. Usually. Yeah, exa- I've forgotten about that one. That was a red card as well. I c- can, can either of you think of a decision that went the right way? No. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from maybe McCarthy being onside when he was about five yards onside when he scored. I think that's the only thing they got right. And it was, it was, it was bad performance from, I mean, Porson, wasn't it? Craig Porson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there was one situation where Martin Kelly got booked again for, a, it was a foul. I think it's a 
there's a free kick that led to your goal, actually. You got booked for that. I think it's a stupid tackle, maybe not a yellow card. And in the last minute of the game, he goes and skies down Herrera, I think it was, and he doesn't even get a second yellow card for it when we were all expecting him to go for an early bath. But um, it was a strange performance from the referee, I thought. Both sides. I think our fans felt like we were a bit more hard done by, but possibly not the case. Um, yeah, strange performance. I've, I've, everyone sort of, obviously you got the train strike yesterday and I thought fans were a bit let down by the referee. Turn up, pay all that money, take ages to get to the game just for that performance. I felt it sort of ruins what the prospects of quite a good game. Yeah, it was strange because it was, it seemed to me that the ref gave anything as a yellow card and nothing as a yellow card. So some of the Palace bookings just clearly weren't a booking. And some of them were clearly a booking and nothing happened. It's just that inconsistency that's so frustrating. Um, Jack, on Zlatan, supposedly not a world-class striker, but 14 goals in 23 games, fourth top goal scorer in the Premier League behind the, the supposedly world-class Diego Costa, Alexis Sanchez and uh, Sergio Aguero. But, um, I mean, Zlatan's rubbish, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we we were saying that we were saying that a couple of months ago as well. Um, we went through that bad run of form, but no, he's really he's really stepped up. Uh, uh, he's really coincided with Pogba. Actually, both of their performances have really really increased recently. Ibrahimovic, he just seems to come up come up big in important moments. Um, I, I think that's the sign of someone who really know who who really knows how to get the job done. Um, he scored so many important. I'd love to know how many winning or or goals that he scored that have actually won us points this season. Because I feel like whenever he scores, it's an important goal. He never scores the fifth goal in a 5-1 win. He's always scoring the winner or the equaliser in, in important games. And last night just proved it. Last night, that was not an easy finish at all for his for his goal. It was a very acute angle on his weak foot, with Hennessy coming out at him. And he slotted that away so well. It was a great run as well. I think I think what he's really added to our team is his movement is is very underrated, actually. He, he, he often kind of just stands still and... Just waits for things to ha- things to happen, but and and then just suddenly he'll just burst away and make a, and make a darting run into the channel. And I think a lot of times defenders don't expect it because he goes from literally just standing still to make making a darting run. And I think it was he did exactly that for his goal last night. And he's just added something to our team that we haven't had for the last few years. And it's really helped Pogba having someone like that in the team because he he mixes up his play so well. He comes deep sometimes. His hold up play is very good. He like, doesn't mind running uh, running in behind off the shoulder. And I think. He he really has added a new dimension to our team, and having someone who's such a reliable finisher up top, although he hasn't showed it all the time this season, he really has recently, and it's been such a such a boost for our for our team. Yeah, that 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 winner. Um, sorry to rub it inside, but that was a, that was a world class goal. That brilliant for Pogba, the strength to hold off that player, and then the pass, just brilliant, and the timing of Zlatan's run exactly on sides, but far enough to get to get that yard in front and have the time to finish, and then the finish. And Pogba man of the match for me. The only the only bad things to come out of that game really were were Damian being as poor as usual, um, and Eric Bailly having to go off. And there was just some sloppy passes at times. We started so well and it got to about twenty twenty five minutes, and we started doing these just stupid sloppy passes from. Uh, I don't know, Herrera did a few. Like Herrera was brilliant again, but he just did a um a, a few like that. And Pogba did the same. A couple of sloppy passes that allowed Palace back into the game. And they, those are the only really the negatives to come out from that game. Um, I, I think we did deserve to win that. Sam, your your hopes for the Premier League season then? I assume just staying up at this moment. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, how would you go in at some point, possibly if it gets any worse? 
a couple of sort of inspired signings in January as well. We need to need to get a few more players in in key positions that we really lack depth in. Obviously, we lost Suarez to an awful, awful car accident early in the season. So we really need a left back to sort of cover him because Martin Kelly and Joel Walls prefer playing on the right of defence and they're being moved over to the left and sort of alternating each game and it's just not working. Yeah, staying up. We've got to reach 40 points as soon as possible because we play you and Man City in our last three games. I think we play, I think it's Hull as well we play, which would be a relegation battle, battle sort of yeah. game at the end of the season if we're not on 40 yeah. points by then. So uh, United, City and Hull last three games, you've got to have 40 points by then because it's really, really tough run of fixtures towards the end of the season. Yeah, well, you, you could do us a favour by beating City then as well. All right, I'm going to take that. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for giving us your time. Where can we find you on, on various social media slash blog slash website? Well, uh, as you mentioned earlier on uh, Vavil, um, editor of the Palace section, Twitter as well. I'm just trying to find my... <laughs> I don't know what my username is. <laughs> At Smith Samuel underscore. There we go. Yeah, Twitter. You'll, uh, you'll probably... Tag me in this, won't you? People yeah. will find me in that. Yeah, yeah, that's the two main ones you can find me on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been good. Uh, pleasure yeah. to have you on. Thank you for coming on. Um, hopefully, we'll speak to you soon when you've you've got those forty points and we've won the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers <laughs> for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Talking about the the under 18s um, a very quick piece of of youth news. Our under-18 sides, immensely talented and immensely exciting, actually, were on the end of a shock FA Youth Cup result. United played at Old Trafford on Monday night against Southampton. We're expecting to win this game to start a good cup run. Uh, a lot of people who've been watching under-18s a lot, myself included, were, were thinking this could be our chance to, to get our name back on the trophy. Uh, we haven't won it since 2011 with Pogba, Lingard, Johnston, Ravel Morrison, class of 2011. Taiz Chong did come on um, in the 55th minute and scored nine minutes later, I think. An absolutely spectacular goal. Uh, takes it out of the air with his left foot, turns and rifles it straight top left corner. Beautiful goal. Had we won, that goal would be remembered for, for a good while. But Southampton scored twice in the final 10 minutes uh, through Thomas O'Connor and Will Smallbone. Two more fantastic strikes. Not quite comparable to Chong. It, it wasn't this United side at their best. Um, and a run next year is expected, given given the, the talent in the side. We have, we've got players like Leo Connor, uh, he's Ireland under-17s captain. At Gomez, he's uh, England under-17s captain, I think. Both of them are still 16 and playing in the under-18s and are expected to, to play a bit for the under-23s next season. But um, bear in mind the quality in this side. We can hope for a cup run next year. Jack, we'll, we'll be back after the West Brom game on Saturday. Um, what are you predicting for that game? It's tough. Going to the Hawthorns is never an easy game. And West Brom actually are in some really good form right now. They're, I think they're seventh now in the league, um, just behind us. And I think they are actually playing pretty well. We, historically, in the last few years, do not have a great record at the Hawthorns either. But I'm going to say a win. I'm going to say a scrappy 1-0 win. I don't think we'll play particularly well. West Brom are very, very good defensively. They love just shutting space down sitting back, absorbing all the pressure they can. But I think the form that we're in right now, I think we will we will end up winning. And hopefully will be the start of a good Christmas period because we really don't have particularly hard fixtures over Christmas. Sunderland at home, Middlesbrough at home. Then I think that leads into, is it West Ham away after that? Uh, then we have a couple of cup games. So 
I think if if we can if we can get the win on Saturday, we could very well be taking full points from our Christmas and I, Christmas period. And I think you'd expect us to with the fixtures that we have. I think it's very very important for us to go unbeaten from now until until the start of the new year. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for another win. And as you say, quite a f- fairly easy uh, Christmas fixtures compared to last year. Stoke City away, uh, and then it was Chelsea on the 28th, I think. And we've got a bit a bit more time than than other. Um, Team, so we're we're playing on January the second, not not New Year's Day, if I remember correctly. So a bit of time. I'll, I'll go for a win as well. Um, let's be positive. We've had we've had a nice positive episode, three wins in a row. Um, that's a, a, a that's a nice thing to say. That is all we have time for on this shorter Juan Mata style episode of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. And um, we'll see you hopefully in a couple of days. Enjoy the game. Not, not always a classic game, but then again, you think back to the five five Fergie's last game. Anyway, for more from us um, on Twitter, uh, you can find us at UGD Weekly Pod. That's P-O-D. You can find me at at Harry Robinson sixty four and Jack at UTD Tate T A I T. Goodbye. Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.